It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you were a kid, did you want to be an astronaut? A crossing guard? Sometimes our dreams feel a little all over the place, but we're not alone. In fact, McDonald's created an education platform, APA Next, with all the resources Asian Pacific American students like us need to navigate the next steps or even figure out what they are. With streaming workshops on college admissions and more, a lot of the work is done for us. Come take a look at apanext.com and decide what's next for you. That's always fun when you like kind of have to sneeze, but not really. Oh, it's the best feeling. And then when oh, you I smell the sneeze, and then when you smell, do you smell your sneezes? Or is that just me? I think you're just a weirdo, honestly. It would make a lot of sense. It really would. Like, sometimes a little bit. I get what you're talking about. I've had that feeling before, but it's not super common for me. Yeah, yeah. Made a little bit of By the way, they were recording. <laughs> oh, we are. I can either edit this out or just keep it in. I'm not going to rap. Put some gold on my body, <laughs> off my body. Off colors, Rossi. I'm sloppy. I treat my luxury scraper like a Bugatti. She said, she said, Fody Water, will you about to be? I said, follow me, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the tailgate. No Kieran today. Don't worry, he'll be on. We're going to report another episode tomorrow. But this is the Darty edition. So... As you know, we only did once a week. I wanted to go two a week, though. Kiernan's work schedule doesn't allow it. So whenever we can, we're going to just have a darty. We're just going to have random guests on to talk a little college football, but also anything else they're interested in. So I couldn't think of a better person to come on for the darty edition, the first ever darty edition, the man who I brought to belly up, his first ever podcast appearance. Now he has a podcast on the network, Mr. Cruz Oxenrider. Cruz, how are you doing today, bud? I am doing fantastic as I open my uh, Kettle One Vodka Spritz, uh, watching the carb count. But I am doing fantastic, my friend. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I'm drinking a gorgeous pumpkin, but it's spelled like gourd. Oh, dude, I hate pumpkin. I know that's a very unpopular opinion, but I think pumpkin, uh, like pumpkin flavored anything is interesting. I don't like pumpkin flavored beer that much, but I like this is from Mighty Squirrel Brewing, and I like their uh, they make cloud candy, which is an mm. idea they have I really like. So I was like, you know what? I'll try. It. I do brand loyalty. Fair enough. I respect that. I I so, saw these. I had never had these, and I'm like, these are actually really delicious. And I'm like, I have no shame drinking a peach orange blossom uh, seltzer right now before I go ruin my body in Tuscaloosa this weekend. Yeah, true. Um, I I like seltzers, and that's that sounds like a really good seltzer, honestly. It's more like a vodka soda in a can. This is the best way to describe I, it. 
I mean, still, peach is one of those things that I was like, I don't really like peach things. And then I have something that's peach flavored. I'm like, this is the best thing I've ever had. Yeah, see, I wish I felt that way about the peach high noons. I just don't. But anything else peach, I would drink. Like peach moonshine, oh, all day. I know I'm a psychopath for saying that. Uh, I like um, apple pie moonshine a lot. Yes. Uh, Old Smoky has Buckeye moonshine, Ooh. which just basically tastes like uh, a Reese's cup. Oh, that's dangerous. That's it's like dangerous. it's it's not super high alcohol content. It's like twenty five percent, but you can drink a whole jar in a night. Oh, that's that's too dangerous. Uh, I would say like I I kind of got to tailor back the sweet drink because uh, do you remember when they used to make not your father's root beer? Yeah, yeah. I drank like a a six pack of that in one night and just like instant throw up like diabetes like just sugary high like it's it was so bad so like i have to like really watch the amount of sugary drinks i put in my body i just need to watch the amount of alcoholic drinks i put into my body that's my biggest issue erroneous erroneous (laughs) the alcohol is not the problem it's the sugar see exactly i remember i went to my friend's uh birthday party earlier in the summer even though it's fall now but and I had, I'm like, I'm not going to drink too much. I'm going to be functional tomorrow. I have to go buy a new car tomorrow. I'm not going to get hammered. Flex. Uh, I had, I think, three IPAs and then an entire pack of Bud Light seltzers. Oh, God. Let me tell you, sitting in a car dealership the next morning with my father was not fun. <laughs> and then you walked out with a Ford Bronco. Yes. Yes. What a flex. Well, oh. I drove out with a Ford Bronco. There you go. Yeah, you drove out with logistically. Okay. When I go yes. there. But it was beautiful. I love it still. Ah, oh, so jealous. Well, it, if it makes you a little less jealous, it is the Bronco Sport. It's still nice. Like I I, I oh, still want so one. Nice. I still want it's it. It's so nice. Yeah. It's, like you're, it's also you're having like a like a like a target version of like Range Rover. Pretty much. It's also like, it's not the base model, it's one model up, so it has a couple of more comfort aspects oh, yes. to it. So it's a super target version of a, of a Range Rover. Yes, pretty much. Okay, it's I see incredible. that's still not still nice. <laughs> oh, it's, it's perfect. Mitchell Cruz, as I mentioned, you have a podcast on the Belly Up Network. I do. The Cruise Control Podcast. Sponsored by Hornitos Tequila, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta get you gotta get me on that sponsorship, man. Come on, man. It it was out of nowhere sponsor. I was approached by uh, someone about it, and they were like, "Hey, like we might have a uh, uh, an opportunity for you. Um, are you a big tequila drinker?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm a big drinker, so yes." And it just so happened that it happened to be Hornitos, and and, and it's a great partnership, and they've done a lot for us. The ad read is incredibly difficult at times, especially night or you've been drinking because it's a huge tongue twister but i finally got it down to pat but yeah it, it's been a great opportunity and i'm very uh, thankful for for what they've done for us and and uh, and, and to mention very thankful what you've done for me and the cruise control podcast as well uh with my co-host nick perkins and the intern bon snow no problem i still love that logo i'm still proud of that very great logo i get compliments on it all the time do you tell them that I made it? Do you like give them my Twitter handle? I mean, I I said that my friend made it for me. 
I mean, I don't, I don't say belly up Kev made it for me because then they're going to look at me like, who the hell is belly up Kev? So, uh, excuse you, I have 780 Twitter followers. I have a household name. <laughs> you know, okay. Uh, well, and, and work, uh, Twitter is not a big thing. So, um, you would not be a household name. You would be a cardboard box name. So, no one even knows who I am. So, it's okay. I think plenty of people know who you are. Uh, a certain former Florida quarterback definitely knows who you are. <laughs> yes, uh, my boss, uh, Tim yeah. Tebow. I yes, yeah. my uh, he does know who I am. We do talk on a uh, basis. Uh, we talk college football uh, when he's in the office. Um, it's uh, pretty willing because I, I will say this. So when I first got the opportunity to, to go work uh, with uh, with Tim. And our company, Campus Legends, um, I, I was going to be because uh, I grew up growing up. Tim Tebow was my favorite. He's he still is he, like hands down. Like he's still my all time favorite college player of all time. I, I grew up with him. I wore 15 in high school because of him. Um, I couldn't throw the ball. So I wasn't a quarterback. So I was the next best thing. I was a fullback. Um, and I just remember the first time like actually like meeting Tim uh in my interview process and I thought I would be starstruck nicest guy in the world like there there you get lost in it where you're just like you guys have like you have such great conversation with the with a guy that you forget who you're talking to and then it probably hits you about like five minutes after the conversation's over I was like oh I just stopped college football for an hour with Tim Tebow but he's just that kind of guy I don't like Tim Tebow I wouldn't say I hate him, but I just don't like him. But I never got the vibe that he was a bad person or just a dick. Like, I always thought he was nice and a good person, it seemed. I just don't like him for strictly on-the-field reasons. No, okay, if it's for on-the-field reasons, totally get. As a person, you cannot say a negative thing about him because he is probably the most real, genuine, like, most giving person I've ever had the opportunity of meeting. And I'm not just saying that uh, as you know, as an employee, but he is genuinely the nicest human being I think I've ever met. Uh, and just seeing what he does all off the field is, you know, it, it's just, and the fact I get to be a part, uh, like a small part of that is actually just very fulfilling. Uh, it's, it's been the most fulfilling thing I've done in my professional adult life. And they're going to have to literally drag me out, uh, of this job, they ever want to get rid of me? They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to put me in a box and drag me out. I'm not going. <laughs> I mean, fair. It. What does Campus Legends do? Because I kind of know what it is, but I haven't really looked into it much. So I'm just gonna have you explain it to me. Yeah. So Campus Legends, it's a new company, um, and it's backed by Tim Tebow. Actually, Patrick Young, a uh, former Florida Gator basketball player. He, if you, um. You'll remember him because he is the large, large man with massive shoulders. Uh, if you just go look Patrick Young up on YouTube, you will know exactly who I'm talking about. Uh, so what we do is we partner with universities. So right now we're partnered with the University of Florida, and we actually have a few schools that we're uh, very excited to announce later on. Uh, I can't give too much away, but we got some big, we got some big names coming up. Um, so what we do, partner with the universities, former athletes, and now that with the NIL, current athletes, and we work with them uh, doing digital collectibles as far as you know the NFT game goes because that's a huge industry that's blowing up right now. So 
Uh, for those who play 2K, FIFA, Madden, they, you do the my team or the ultimate team, uh, a lot of it is like that. Uh, so these digital collectibles uh, can vary as far as rare to legendary ones where you can complete sets, earn some prizes. But in the meanwhile of doing collecting, uh, the you know a, a portion of the proceeds actually will go to the university athletes. And so, say for example, Bryce Young um, makes mil- makes over a million dollars in his NIL, needs zero help whatsoever. But what about you know the third string defensive tackle or the last string wide receiver? Buying one of these collectibles will actually put into a athlete pool where these athletes will be making the same thing. So Bryce Young will be making the same as the uh, wide receiver. So that way that wide receiver can also help, uh, you know, make some money along the way. Uh, Will they get rich off of this? No, absolutely not. But it's also helping all the other programs as well. Softball, gymnastics, baseball, golf, uh, men and women's basketball. So we're doing these for all uh, for each school. We're very excited about it. And you get a really cool digital collectible around, along the way where you can actually complete it, a set for something really cool at the end of it. Wow, that, that actually sounds really cool. I had no idea what NFTs were. I had an idea, but I was not really sure what they were. So I'm glad you explained that to me. Yeah, I've learned a lot learned about it in the last I've learned a lot about it in the last month. I'll, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it's amazing what happens, what you'll learn for a job. You have no idea, <laughs> but it's actually really cool. Um, I love that we're uh, helping uh, not just current athletes, but former athletes as well who ended up going pro or ended up not having the luxury or you know luxurious NFL or, or NBA or, or or professional career like they thought they would. So we actually have a we have a foundation that helps former athletes that are having trouble with medical bills or they're they're in a hardship. So a lot so we have a proceed along with that with our NFTs that we sell or digital collectibles that also help athletes in need uh, from set school. So there, it's it's a great it's a great purpose, a great mission that we have. Um, it's great for the kids now where they can make some money. Even, like anyone can make these money. Uh, not just the star players, but you know the guys who put in the same amount of time and effort and hard work where at the a uh, certain time period, they'll get a paycheck uh, as well. So, and of course, helping the former athletes who, you know, that need a little bit of extra money to help pay medical bills or physical therapy or anything that they have going on. So uh, I could not be happier to be a part of this. Um, it's it's honestly humbling. And it's just, it's crazy the fact that like I get to be a part of something like this. This is the first of its kind. Um, like I said, we actually released our first uh collectible uh for a game for first ever for a collegiate game uh it was a commemorative uh tickets or ticket for the florida uh bama game that we did uh, a couple weeks ago and we just did another one for the florida tennessee game and it's just been and we got a lot more planned uh some sec schools maybe some big tens who knows i can't really give anything away but we have some really big things coming up for campus legends that sounds really cool. I love the fun to help former athletes. And one of the things I like about kind of social media now is a lot of the information about these specifically NFL, but former athletes in general, how 
their the pension doesn't kick in unless they have X number of years of service. They don't have health care for life until X number of years of service. So I think it's good that people are starting to know that because the average NFL career is three years. So and a lot of people are like, oh, like they were professional athletes. They don't need help. A lot of these guys didn't make that much. Like a seventh round pick did not make a lot of money. True. And and I mean, look at guys like I'm trying to think of like someone who kind of flamed out, who didn't really have that spot. Um I oh, mean, okay. Ex- example. Um, look at guys like Percy Harvin. Percy Harvin was one of the most electric college football players of all time, but he got concussion after concussion, migraine after migraine, injury after injury, where when Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Ah, uh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Bakers, fresh for everyone. You know, he kind of flamed out of the league, which is very unfortunate because I stay healthy. He was so much fun to watch. Um, now, I mean... Uh, and then I'm just using this completely as a hypothetical. I, you know, I don't know anything of what Percy's doing or anything like that. But you know, what if he needs that help? What if he needs help paying those medical bills from the NFL, rather he or not, or um, if he made any financial decisions? or just things like that. So, and, and it can be for anybody. I mean, I'm sure there are a couple of New England Patriots players that you. Grew- I know there's some Saints players I grew up loving that did the same thing. Um, I mean, damn dude, look at Jamarcus Russell. I mean blew his money on, you know, stupid things after he got hurt. And he's, he's not in the, you know, he hasn't been in the NFL in years, but he was a major college star at LSU. So it can be things like that. And it's in these NFTs and digital collectibles, they are uh, current players are also of legends, a legend, you know, uh, all time great players. Like, wouldn't you love a Tyrone pro throw digital collectible of him doing the catch? A hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. So, and then uh, Tyron Perzo gets a little bit of that. And then some of the proceeds go to the university for their athlete fund, which can help women's golf or men's or men's or things like that. So it's just a really cool uh, concept and a really cool we have. uh, And we're all really proud of it. It's, um, it's, 
right direction. It's it's brand new. I'm telling you, it hasn't even been a month yet. And sky's the limit for this company. That's good there. Now I do have a question though. Yeah. You you mentioned that you did a game ticket for the Alabama Florida game. Yep. Did you or were you tempted to talk a little shit to Tim Tebow after Bama won? Uh, no, I like my job too much. <laughs> okay. I, uh, Tim, I, I didn't see Tim the week after the game. I actually saw him for the first time after the game um, this past week. So he was just like, yeah, we had you a little nervous a couple weekends ago. And I'm like, yeah, more than I'm willing to talk about. So um, he, he was giving me a hard time. We were both really high on Arkansas, though. Uh, we were talking about that the week uh, of the Florida game. So, um, look, t- Tim knows that I think Florida's the real deal. I think they are. Um, but, yeah, that game was way too close for comfort. Yeah, I my grandmother decided she had to have a birthday the day of that game. So I was standing outside of where we were having her birthday dinner on my phone while we were waiting for a table watching that game. <laughs> I was uh, I was in the swamp, uh, surrounded by ninety four uh, Gators. I was the only Bama fan sitting in my section. Uh, so, but I had great seats and walked out alive and made some friends. So, I mean, you made some friends. So, what else? What more can you ask for? Uh, joyless murder ball, which I did not get. <laughs> That's true. That does bring me to question: like, how do you feel about Alabama the rest of the way? Um, I like it. Um, I like us a lot. If you remember last year, Kev, um, we played Ole Miss and we got absolutely embarrassed. And then the next week we played Georgia and no one was giving Georgia or giving us a shot against Georgia. They're like, we can't score on them. We can't stop them. We can't do anything. And, ev- and all we did was hear about it. And what do we do? Went out and shut them down in the second half, and we went on to win a national championship. If you look at the championship years, in 2011, 2012, uh, 2015, uh, 2017, and 2020, we have played a tough game or we have lost. And it's good. I'm glad. Like, 2016, we blew everyone out of the water. Everyone. We blew everyone out of the water until it came down to the um, to the national championship game is what it came down to. I like us being battle tested. I like us. I I'm okay if we lose. Like I, it doesn't bother me knowing that if we lose a game early in the season, we can bounce back and we can uh, we can readjust like we always have because we always bounce back from losses, uh, barring serious injury, and moving on. And I think I think the Florida game was a wake up call. We were blowing them out in the first quarter, easy. 21-3, like fans leaving the game after the first quarter. And we took the pedal. I don't know if that's because Brian Robinson got hurt and we just and we just were a little inconsistent. I don't know if the play call, I don't know if Bill O'Brien was like, okay, let's just run the clock out when we couldn't run. I don't know what it was. And we, for whatever reason, Pete Golding playing nickel defense uh, with a quarterback who could not throw. When all we had to do was just, play player normal three, four um, or base defense and just blitz Will Anderson off and, you know, contain Emory Jones and Emory Jones ran all over us. And I give Florida a lot of credit because they could have folded in that game early on and we could have won 42 to 
and that didn't happen. Uh, I will say this, though. Our defense made plays when it needed to, uh, especially on that two-point conversion by Drew Sanders, who's – I love Drew Sanders, by the way. I think he is vastly underrated. Uh, obviously, Christian Harris and Will Anderson are going to get a lot of the credit, but Drew Sanders has stepped up monstrous for uh, for Allen, I, and I love it for it. Um, I think that Bama – will respond this week and i think they're going to show it this week i don't think the old miss game is going to be very easy but i'm very excited to see this defense step up to the challenge a lot of these kids played on that team on that game last year where they got embarrassed on national television and i think that taste is still in their mouth and they want to they want to make up for it okay fair i i am concerned about the old miss game like it's not going to be easy uh lane as shown, he's a good coach. I want to get him on this podcast more than I want air to breathe. Honestly, yeah, I think he 100%. would be electric on a podcast. Yes. Um, I I'm concerned about Matt Corral. Uh, I have I think he's going to win the Heisman. Honestly, ooh, nice. That's a good pick. That's a, that's a very good pick because Lane will stat pat him like he did Amari Cooper in 2014, where he tried to get Amari the Heisman. He'll do the same for Matt Corral, but can actually do it. Yeah, I think. It's not that hot of a take. He is second in odds right now, or he might have jumped He's Bryce. He's tied for first. Okay. I, so I think he's going to win it partially because they gave it to Alabama last year. They don't like giving things to Alabama. So I, I don't know if they'll give it to Alabama in back-to-back years. I, but, I can see it. Yeah, I, I like that take, though. I think, uh, look, my preseason Heisman pick was Sam Howell, and that's playing out great, by the way. <laughs> why? What, do, do you not listen to the corner booth? I, I just thought Sam Howell, man. I just thought he was going to have the offense. He was going to put the numbers. He, was, he had the schedule. He had the coach. Everything around him, and UNC has been a monstrous disappointment. Fair. I mean, I agree. I think yeah. UNC has been bad, but Jared and I have been talking about it for weeks now. No, Jared's <laughs> just mad because Sam Howell and UNC lit up his canes last year. He's and he's still bitter about it. Okay, fair. That that's fair. Your your take on Sam Howell is the only logical one because you have no you have no emotion into it. You have no. Pure, you have no side hatred. Jared is just pure hatred because UNC ran up the score on him, and they did, the, and they did the upside down U. That's why he's upset. Which he, the fact that dumpster fire and needs to go back to the Big East. Fair, okay, that's fair. I yeah, but uh, no, Sam Hell was not. Sam Hell was a Heisman pick. <laughs> Had a good Heisman pick. You know who might be a sneaky Heisman pick, actually? We're just going to get into Heisman talk right now, I guess. Sneaky Heisman pick to look out for. I'm not saying he's definitely going to win it, but he might get some votes. Tanner Mordecai. I don't hate that. I don't. He had 16 passing touchdowns going in the TCU game and then threw four more. I mean... It's that big. It's that Big Twelve, baby. I'm telling you. Um, my my like low key one who's like actually starting to make a little bit of noise. My problem is though, I just don't know if he's just gonna if he's gonna have the numbers at the end of the. Um, it's it's actually the Iowa running back, uh, Goodwin. 
I, I Tyler good or Goodson, Tyler Goodson. Uh, I think he's the best run 10. Uh, he's running over everybody he plays. And Iowa just always seems to have a team every couple of years runs the table in the big 10 and just, and at the end of it, he can have those numbers. He, I think he is the best running back in the big 10. And I hope, I hope I'm right because I picked Iowa and Penn state to be the big 10 championship game for the year started on the, on the cruise control podcast. Right now I'm looking like a genius. So, but Iowa has a big test this week against Maryland, uh, against little, uh, uh, tag of Iloa. That that's true. You are, you're looking pretty smart right now. Yeah. So, uh, my conference winners I had, uh, or my conference games, I had Iowa, Penn state, uh, Arizona state, Oregon, which can still come true. I know Arizona state slipped up against BYU, but that doesn't affect rankings. Um, Alabama, Georgia, um, Oklahoma, Iowa State. Hate myself for picking Iowa State to make the playoffs, by the way. Absolutely hate myself. And then I had I had UNC, um, I had UNC Clemson, which I don't care who wins that godforsaken conference now. It doesn't matter, they're not making the playoffs. That's true. I mean, I I was high on Iowa State going into the year. I was also yeah. high on Indiana. I had both of them making the playoffs. I you had Indiana making the playoffs. I, I, I was getting bold. I was saying they're gonna win the Big Ten. So wow. and they're not gonna have two losses. So if you win the Big Ten with one or fewer losses, you will get into the playoffs. That's true. I I had I looked at Iowa's schedule and their hardest game was um wasn't towards the end of the year and they had it at home. And then I looked at Penn's schedule. They're high they're I was not big on Ohio State this year. I thought they were frauds. I didn't think CJ Stroud was that guy. Right now, I'm looking like a genius. I think Penn State's going to handle, and they're going to run the table in the Big Ten, and then eventually Iowa and Penn State are going to are going to meet up. But, um, dude, it's I it, it's it's been a fun college football season so far. We're only four weeks in, dude. I probably been the most fun watching college football I've had in years. Yeah, I saw something today, like 25. I, I don't. That does. That's not right. It's. The most uh, top twenty-five teams have lost. Yeah, it's uh, it's, since, it's crazy. The uh, twenty-five AP-ranked teams have lost this season, the most through the first four weeks of a season in the poll era. Jeez. <laughs> oh man, you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of the, that crazy two thousand seven season where we had. Number team, all the top th- five teams lost. Like the, there was a like, number two in the country curse, whereas like if you were number two in the country, they lost. What was it like seven weeks in a row or something like that? Yeah, something weird. Tebow won the Heisman. LSU and Ohio State had two losses playing for a national championship. Um, what else happened? Uh, oh, Kansas, the, Kansas, Kansas, Kansas was like the number two team in the country. Uh, West Virginia and Oklahoma. Or no, not, not Oklahoma, Missouri. Oak, it was West Virginia, Missouri. We're going to play for a national championship. And then Pitt, who was like a four-touchdown underdog, beat them with LaShawn McCoy. And then Oklahoma with Landry Jones beat um, – or not it's Landry Jones, but Sam Bradford beat, um, beat uh, Missouri with Chase Daniel and like Jeremy Macklin. It was like – it was the weirdest – freaking college football season of all time and i loved it it was so much fun oregon was great uh michigan lost to appalachian state um oh yeah 
so many fun things happened that year. Oh my god, I want like if I could relive that year of college football, I would gladly do it. It was Saban's first year too. True, dude. It sucks. I've told you this before. I and I don't know how many people listen to me say it before. I didn't watch college football growing up because there are no good teams near me. So my family weren't really fans of it. So I just watched NFL football. God, was I missing out. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I enjoy NFL football until Sean Payton, Drew Brees showed up to New Orleans. 2006. So, like, right before I started high school. True. I mean... I think it'd be really interesting. I might write this actually on belly up. Like what if Drew Brees went to New Orleans or, did or not New Orleans, Miami rather? Uh, like what if I he could, went to Miami? Dude, I have thought I've like wanted to make a 30 for 30 about this. I really have. Like I have this insane theory in my head. Like what would happen? Like it, it's, it's, I've, I've thought about it so many times. I've written it down so many times. Like I've like, it, I have it in my notes. I was going to write about it one time. And like I was like, I'm not convinced. Like Drew Brees going to New Orleans instead of Miami changed the entire landscape of not just the football. It changed everything. Um, no Nick Saban. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Would have won with Drew Brees in Miami. That defense was monsters Miami Jason Taylor had just won defense player of the year they were one game away from missing the playoffs in 2006 uh or not 2006 but 2005 um I I I feel like Drew Brees would have been able to take a team that was fairly loaded with talent Ronnie Brown you had a stud defense uh I think I can't remember who the the uh, wide receiver. I, Ted Ginn was one of them. I remember that. Um, but you had some stud talent at Miami. And then you look at that division. There's no way Tom Brady is winning the AFC East that many times in a row with Drew Brees sitting at the other side. And I, I, I that then what happens to the Patriots dynasty? Does, does Drew Brees mess that up? And then you look at the other side. What happens to New Orleans? Do they stay in New Orleans? Do they draft Vince Young like they were originally going to? Um, do they, or do they take Matt Liner? Do they move to San Antonio? Do they move to Los Angeles? Like they're originally rumored to. And then what happens to Alabama? Like, do they, does like Nick Saban's not going anywhere. So who do they get? Do they somehow convince Rich Rod to go? Do they, do they sink into mediocrity? Like does urban Meyer still coach at the university of Florida and is running a, a dynasty down there? 
I mean, there's so possibly happen in the landscape of just one doctor bailing Drew Brees. And it's, and it's so funny that so many people don't understand that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, if I were Nick Saban, I would hate that doctor for the rest of my life. Oh, did you see the like, uh, the football life? He bl- he was like, "Hey, I would." He, he basically like in subtext said, "I would still be coaching in the NFL if a, if we would have passed Drew Brees." And instead, they got a I, broken Dante Culpepper without Randy Moss. Yeah, I still have to watch that. I haven't recorded, but I was away. It's great. While it was Highly recommend running. So I had my dad record it for me. Um, also, I. I don't think that Miami team with Drew Brees would have won a Super Bowl. Well, I'm not saying they would have won a Super Bowl. I, I'm not saying that, but there's no way that I, I I find it just very hard to I find it very hard to believe that Tom Brady would have ran through the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, when when Tom Brady was there, gave Brady and the Patriots fits. Over the years, no matter how bad the Dolphins were, no matter how good the Pats were, in Miami that game was always in rough. It's it's insane. I never understood it, but I I have Drew Brees would have won a few AFC East titles. I'm not saying he would have won a Super Bowl. I'm not saying he would have done that. But we we don't know. That's the crazy thing. But I, just seeing seeing this of what Brady and Brees going at it last year, and then watching what Brady did or Brees did to Brady. Last year, the regular season was just like, wow, like that's insane. I wish we could have saw more of that. Now, granted, Brady got the last lap in the playoffs. Didn't the like, hey, like Brady's not running through that AFC East for that many years in a row like he did. What was it uh, from 2008 to 2020, 2019? That's 11 years. 2019. Yeah, 11. No chance he does that. No chance. I find and it before that. Outside of 2000, if you take 2007 out of it when Tom Brady was injured. Yeah, towards ACL, uh, right? It's, it's, yeah, it's fucking Bernard Pollock. It was 2004. <laughs> I yeah. Think. I think it was 04, 05, 06, 07, or no, 08, sorry. 05, 06, 07, yeah. AFC East, 08. Bernard Pollard is a scumbag, dies at Brady's knee. Yeah. Uh, and then. 09 through and also without Tom Brady, that team still went 11 and five and only missed the playoffs because of some stupid tiebreaker. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Cause they lost to Miami, uh, that wildcat game. It was the game. It was, a, it was a year the Miami ran the wildcat with like, it was, yeah. uh, Chad, it was Chad Pennington, Ronnie Brown, Ricky Williams. And they were just running. That, that was, and I remember they did it. It's the Patriots. No, was in yeah, that, that game. So sorry, so bring up bad memories. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Um, but no, the reason why I don't think that Miami team would have won is we don't know how Drew Brees would have done with season upon season in an outdoor stadium. He would have been. In, he would have been in Florida, though. He would have been in Florida. That's true, but the humidity then plays a factor. I'm not knocking Drew Brees' talent or skill level, but playing in the Superdome all those years. Definitely helped get a couple of those 5,000-yard seasons. And it helped when he has and, – and I don't care what anyone says. Sean Payton is the best offensive play caller in, in all of football. I don't I, – like I've seen, I've seen Sean Payton do more with less. You can say – you can give me Andy Reid and you can give me Sean McVay all you want. But I've, I've, seen, I've seen Sean Payton win games with Taysom Hill and Teddy Bridgewater. Um, 
without Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. I've seen him do more with less. He is the best offensive play caller in in the NFL. That's like Bill Belichick is the best coach in the NFL. I'll give you that. I because he has. He's done very well with in years where maybe it's a down year for the for the whole team, but the offense is still reasonably good, or they have injuries. Yeah. But another reason why I don't think that Miami team would have won is a certain receiver on that team is now a head football coach somewhere. And his words, not mine. I own, I'm only do paid appearance for podcast. <laughs> you're so bitter. I am because you're a D2 coach. You don't big time someone. Oh my. Do you want to, do you want to tell the audience who that is? Uh, yeah, it, it was a, Chris Chambers at University of Fl- Fort Lauderdale. I'm only do paid podcast appearance. <laughs> That's too funny. I'm sorry, man. You deserve better than that. And instead, you get me. You know, so it's fine. You're uh, look based off that email alone. I'm pretty sure you could form a coherent sentence better. So you're automatically a better guest. Also, oh, nice. you're already a great guest. Ah, oh, shucks. Making me blush. Don't worry, Chris. He was not going to be the opener for the Darty edition. He was going to be on the regular podcast. Oh, what a scrub. What a scrub. <laughs> he also might have listened to it. Today, we talked about it here. It's the link. And we said it looks like the university is in a strip mall because that's what the campus looks like when you Googled it. The University so of that, Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> yeah. So that might have been part of the reason why I didn't want to come on. But still. Fair enough. I respect that. Okay, so I'll, I'll I'll take your Drew Brees take to Miami seriously. I actually I don't hate that. Look, Drew Brees coming to New Orleans was a godsend to the city. Plus, it was this why I like this year so much because I get to see what Sean Payton can really do. And so far, he has not disappointed disappointed me because he's playing with one hand tied behind his back. They've been on the road for the last four four weeks due to a hurricane. Uh, they're bringing a new quarterback, no Michael Thomas, no Traquan Smith, eight other coaches out on COVID and seven other starters out. So, and we're two and one. So we're, we're looking pretty good. I'm okay with this. Just wait till, wait till after the bye week saints are going to be a scary team to deal with, but Jameis can see now. So <sighs> I, this, okay. I know we, cause I, I know we said we we're going to talk about this dude. I it's, Jameis Winston is going to make me become a he's going to make me become an alcoholic. He he is. Uh, he he's that 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 touchdown he had before the half, him throwing the ball away and and Callaway somehow coming down and getting it and then just watching him just make some of the throws and decisions like uh, he threw in a triple coverage to a tight end. I'm like, dude, you have Alvin Kamara wide open in the flats. Throw to him. So I think Jameis still wants to make the big, big plays and he's trying so hard not to, but he still has that Tampa Bay Jameis in him and that Florida state Jameis in him where he wants to just home run every play. And that's not how the NFL works. Yeah. I mean, that game was painful, not because and this isn't a knock against New Orleans. They won, so that's what's important. But I didn't feel like New Orleans beat us. Oh, I do. I, our de- our no, defense I, yeah, shut anything you guys wanted to do offensively down. Now, our offense looked awful. 
But our defense, there was never a doubt in my mind. Our, our defensive game plan was un, like unstoppable. I feel like our the Patriots defense lost them that game. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that game because, should have been like seven to ten. Yeah, the final score is twenty eight to thirteen. Uh, take yes. away, take away Johnny Smith handing handing the ball off to Gardner Johnson, mm-hmm. Malcolm Jenkins, and Malcolm Jenkins. Sorry, I don't know why I thought yeah. it was CJ Gardner Johnson, but Malcolm Jenkins. Thank you and. Take away because you have to stop that. Just Jameis is feeling pressure; he's going to chuck it up to the end mm-hmm. zone. Like you have to at least knock that down. Now, might New Orleans score on a better play the next try, the next play? I don't know, maybe, but it. So that's fourteen points off the board. It's mm-hmm. the final score is then fourteen to thirteen if no other scores yeah. happen. But it should have been a much closer game. I agree. No, our. our- Game plan was great. I, we we I felt bad for Mac Jones because he got hit eleven times. Um, I mean, he had pressure in his face all day. Um, the your the Patriots wide receivers could not get any separation. Um, New Orleans secondary is vastly underrated. Does not get a lot of respect. Uh, plus, not to mention this game, we had Lattimore and Gardner Johnson back in the lineup after missing the Carolina game. Uh, uh, or Paulson Adebo, the rookie out of a out of Stanford, is he's balling out right now. And then Marcus Williams and uh, Malcolm Jenkins, I mean, they're probably one of the best safety duos in the NFL right now. Um, and Mac was just—I hate to say it because it's a—it's a you know a Patriots line used against the Jets, but Mac was seeing ghost. Uh, he had no time to throw. Hello. Dude, he, he he was making some bad reads and some bad throws. He was under pressure. Now you have to admit this. That that throw he made foot nine times out of ten does not work the way it did. No, it, it, no, I'm not saying I'm saying the seeing ghost thing is like when Sam Darnold was seeing ghosts, it was more there was no pressure and he felt pressure and got it out. That's what he meant by I'm seeing ghosts. Mac wasn't seeing ghosts. He had people in his face all day. The only pick of his that I would say is his fault. Was the last was one. the the last one, but there's yeah. six seconds left. Yeah, he has to throw to the end zone to make the game closer. Like you can't. It's fine. It would have behind the receiver, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. The, the two before that, like I said, Johnny Smith hands the ball to Malcolm Jenkins. And the other one's a tip ball so mad about to, to PJ Williams. It was a tip. It was it was a bad. It was a bad. It should have been caught. You know, it's tipped, and then PJ Williams comes down with it. Yeah, it it was just bad, and also he was getting hit on that throw. Yeah. No, I look. I agree, and, and and Mac is getting a ton of crap from the media, and he, he had a rough game. He did, um, but the, no one's giving the Patriots offense the fact that their right tackle was out. Uh, the fact they could they had no running game. Damian Harris uh, couldn't get anything going on the ground. Uh, Sonny or not Sonny was it Sonny Michelle or James White who got hurt? James White, Sonny Michelle's in the Rams. That's right. He got traded. So James White got hurt. Uh, Damian couldn't get anything going on the ground. It was basically Mac just trying to throw his way back into a game against the. Saints defense is the real deal. Um, they are the real deal. Uh, I, I felt bad for Mac because he's taking so much blame from the media when it's not his fault. 
Um, so hope he'll bounce back. I hope that he comes out and he shocks the world on Sunday against Tampa Bay. I really do. I really hope he. I really hope he can because I watched. Now, I granted, Los Angeles is in a totally different league than the Patriots this year, but they showed against that uh, is that they can be beat by the past. Yeah, and I mean, look, I love the hate the Patriots game right now. That's where they've been for the last 15 years, probably. And you always get the last laugh. Yeah, I mean, started 2-2. Two two, I was like, oh, the Patriots are done. We're 1-2 now. People are saying the Patriots are done this year. I mean, I was on three media outlets this week, and I predicted, because if you want to get on the news, just go to your local stadium the week of a big game, and there will just be news cameras everywhere, and they'll want to talk to you. Uh, but I, I – I said that I think the Patriots have a chance to win this weekend. Yeah, I think I think Brady's going to go in highly emotional. I, I really do. I don't know if he'll go in that emotional because I feel like he's just going. He, he's a robot. Let's be honest. He doesn't care. He's he's turned into a different person since he's gotten to Tampa Bay, and you know he. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know. I just feel like he's. But that was like after games and stuff not during games necessarily yeah yeah he was he was throwing some f-bombs around uh on the sideline this past weekend yeah he did that before too yeah that's true i he was caught just screaming at mcdaniels all the time mcdaniels uh who's that wide receiver that he completely belittled who never got a job in the nfl after that uh what was it Underwood? Taekwon Underwood? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It might. I feel like we like signed him or cut him right before a Super Bowl. I think you get it too. It was like with the before the eleven Super Bowl, I think. It was I don't know, it's something like that. But yeah, I just remember watching Brady just like absolutely like belittle him on the sideline and no one said anything about it and then just oh okay, well that's done. Yeah, I mean he belittled everyone on the sidelines though. Except Bill Belichick. That's the only person he never screamed at. Yeah. You know who uh you know who would never do that on the sideline? Bryce Young. Because that's true. This because this is a college football podcast, and we're talking about pro pro football right now. <laughs> well, we're talking about other things. I know, I know, I know. We, um, you know when me and you get in a room that we we off the rails. That's true. Uh, but it it raises the question though. Bryce Young's not going to blow up at someone. Is he passionate enough to win? Yes, he's Russell Wilson. He's he he to me he's Russell Wilson. There are different ways of leading a team and. Brady has his way. Drew Brees had his way. Peyton Manning had his way. Russell Wilson has his way. Um, I've seen Russell Wilson uh, lead his team to a championship. Now you can say whatever you want about the Legion of Boom, but that offense was dotting people up that year. I don't care what anyone says. Russell Wilson uh, is Bryce Young to me. Now I know a lot of people said Tua was Russell Wilson. No, Bryce Young is more like Russell Wilson. 
Tua is more like a when he can stay healthy, when an offensive line that actually blocks for him. He I was going to say not, Sam Bradford. Uh, no, um, dude, I, I can't wait for Tua to get out of Miami. He's going to have a resurgence somewhere. I know he will. Um, look, he his storyline right now, and I know it's very, um, you know, like Homer, uh, Homer of me to say, but dude, if you look at it, the, the start of his career to these injuries, Drew Brees, he's Drew Brees in San Diego. They want him out. They're going to die. He's going to be as Philip Rivers. Two is two is going to find his way into the perfect situation. Rather, it be uh, in an offensive mind that believes in him, a team that has a decent offensive line who has enough weapons, uh, you know, a competent, you know, ownership. Tua is going to get another chance with another team somewhere, and it's going to be the biggest regret the Dolphins ever made. It's going to be the Philip Rivers effect, where yeah, Philip Rivers is good. Did he ever take you to a championship? Did he? Did he? Did he consistently have you uh, competing for playoff spots? And 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 just building a team around. No, I mean Philip Rivers had Ladainian Thomason and 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 had Antonio Gates in his prime and played in the West and still could. And then what? New Orleans. They go on multiple deep playoff runs, win a Super Bowl, and so I. At the end of the day, I think the same thing's going to happen to Tua. I don't know where it's going to be though. But I know I know Tua, Tua is going to bounce back, and it's just not going to be in Miami, and they're not going to give him a fair shake. Like he, look, look at that game that, that this past week. That play calling is a joke. Who throws a screen at the two yard line? Uh, like, so bad, I do in Madden. Play calling. It's bad, yeah, Sorry. Madden, and on rookie. Yeah, that's the only. Yeah, eh, depends. Get Saquon on the screen. Works out. But, uh, it, okay, I bad. I agree with you on Tua. Uh, when you were talking about who he reminds you of, I was joking about Sam Bradford. I do see the Drew Brees comparison. A lot of skill, bad team around him. But let's not forget, uh, some of those Chargers teams, even with the big names, were god off. Yeah. Like one year, they bad had the number ownership. one offense. Yeah, the number one offense, the number one defense, with Phillip Rivers there, had the 32nd ranked special teams miss the playoffs. Yep. It's so, just it's just it, how it goes. So let's let's cool it on the Drew Brees or not Drew Brees, the Philip Rivers slander. No, I think Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. I do, but it's it, but this is what it's going to be like because Miami's going to bring in a guy who they think is going to be their successor and is going to lead them land, and then they're going to end up at the end of the day sitting back years later and be like, man, should have given uh should have given two another chance or should have been like, damn, should have kept Brees. That's what you know I, what I really, I, you know what I really hope. What Miami goes, you know what? I'm we're done, we're done, we're trading Tua. If they trade him to a team where he has a decent chance to win around him, and then they go out and draft like Emory Jones. Oh, yeah, or Spencer. Uh, I would love that, or Spencer Rather. Oh, like, please. Spen- yes, please. please. Uh, you know who I would love to see Tua with? I really would, and I think. He's got. They got the weapons. I think they got the the, the wide receivers. They have the defense. They have the offensive line, and I think I think that it could actually happen because I don't think the guy they drafted this year is going to live up in the NFL. The vibe. 
Dude, you give Tua that offensive line. You give him Dalvin Cook. You give him Jeff. You give him Jefferson. You get him Thielen. You have Irv Smith with, and they have a good defense, man. I'm telling you, two numbers with the Dolphins, or not Dolphins, but the Vikings. It's true, and also by the time he would get there, because he's not going to get there this year. It'll probably be at the end of his rookie contract. That defense yeah. will be good. It they're mm-hmm. average now, but that's because they're so young. Yeah. So I do like that take actually. Yeah. I think the Dol- I think the the Dolphins if they move off of them. I mean, if you think about it, man, like what do you think if someone at at halfway point this year would be like, "Hey, we want to trade for Tua." You could probably get Tua for one first or two seconds. And that's not an exaggeration. I think I think they would try to get two firsts. They would try, but at the trade deadline I think you could probably you could realistically get away with a first and a third or a first and a fourth. Yeah, true. You know where else I w- wouldn't mind seeing him actually? Where Las Vegas? See, I, w- I wanted to say that, but Derek Carr is just having a career year, and he looks yes, like twenty sixteen yeah, Derek Carr. Where I, I'm like, holy crap! Like he's he's the real deal. Yeah, it, I, I'm just going off the old the rumors from the last couple of years that Gruden doesn't like Carr. That's probably changed now that he's playing phenomenally. Yeah. But I he think Vegas great. before this year would have been great. Reunite him with Rugs, put him with Jacobs again. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, I think, I, I think, I think Minnesota now. I Minnesota, think Minnesota is probably the best chance. Minnesota, New Orleans, Philly. I'm trying to think uh, who else. Not Philly. I mean, after last night, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt Philly. I, um, I don't know about Philly because I don't know what their offensive line's going to do. Before Teddy Bridgewater sort of balling out like I projected he would, I would have said Denver. But the only reason I don't think that Denver would make a move for him is because Teddy Bridgewater is the placeholder until Aaron Rodgers is a free agent. Yeah, you're right. That's a good take. But man, I, I just, I, he's going to bounce back. I have nothing but faith in him. And then, of course, Bryce Young is going to get drafted by the Saints in two years, and he's going to lead us to 10 Super Bowls in a row. Speaking it into existence. I'll, I'll speak that into existence for you because I didn't speak the Mac thing into existence because I wanted Mac. I was, I was so close. You know I was, too. I was so close. I mean, look, I, I think I've said this to you before. At least they didn't trade up to get Mac and then not take Mac. That broken me. You know it would have. Yeah, 100%. That's what I was saying. At least they didn't do that. <laughs> Fair. And I will say this. Our rookie is actually kind of balling out right now. The Peyton Turner kid, he actually looks really good. He had a sack He had a sack this week. He, he looks great. That's good. But speaking of rookie quarterbacks, we just on this long talk about Tua and now rookies. What rookie quarterback has impressed you most? Because I have my answer. Man, um... It's going to be unpopular, but I, 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 I'll say Mac. I think Mac has looked like the most seasoned vet. Trevor looks awful. Uh, granted, but that's not all on him. He plays for a bad, bad coach who's going to be the head coach at USC next year. Justin Fields looked horrible. Now, granted, it's not his fault. He got sacked nine times. Um, Zach Wilson is Johnny Menzel 2.0 and minus the drug problem. And that I th- we know of that we know of. <laughs> he is a New York. I mean, analog. look, if, 
if you put me through a full season of playing for the Jets, I would probably turn to drugs very quickly. I mean, look, it's it's, it's bound to happen eventually, right? Um, and then you have um, and you have Mac, uh, who and Trey Lance, who I'm still waiting. G spot. Well, I was I will say this shined uh in his in his snaps that he's gotten. Uh they're just using him more as a gadget guy right now. But I think Mac looks like the most seasoned vet. He's had a hard stretch, played against a really good Dolphins defense. Uh he's played against a really good New Orleans Saints defense. Um I just think that they need to get some wide receivers who can separate. I think they need to get work on their offensive line. But I think Mac right now has looked the best out of all of all, all the rookie QBs. Sure, I've said he's been as advertised. Yeah, he's you and, get what you you get what you see, which is good because that's what Fitzpatrick says. And I know you said they're using him as a gadget guy, so that kind of factors into my answer. But Trey Lance has looked very good, mostly because they put him into situations where they know he will succeed. But yeah, he his quarterback rating is one hundred twenty-seven point one, and I know that's based off of one pass. But they're putting yeah. him in because they're the only team that took a quarterback, except maybe Jacksonville, but Jacksonville wasn't starting Gardner Minshew, where they could go, you are a starting quarterback next year. Yeah, 100%. Jimmy no, G's think, the guy for now. With, yeah. Yeah, what they've done with Trey has been very smart. It's kind of like what they did with the Ravens and with Lamar Jackson, with Joe Flacco. Put him in situations where he's going to score, he's going to do gadgets, going to gonna read option. Um, I, I can't Trey gets to play a full game, but uh, but yeah, for for like a if there's like a snap count, I or like it has to be Mac, right? Yeah, no, it, it has to be, and I I don't like Trevor Lawrence, so I'm not gonna defend him easily. But a lot of people are like, oh, when you have a bunch of interceptions, but you're the highest rated prospect since Peyton Manning, so no one cares. Peyton Manning threw 28 picks his rookie year, I think. Uh, it was up there. It was up there. It was hot. Uh, he threw a bunch of rookies. And then, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and look, it, it's bound to happen. He's playing in a, in a outdated offense that you cannot run in the NFL. Like, you can't run a spread college offense in the NFL. You can't. Like, like Urban Meyer is just. I, and and I'm not going to name names or anything, but I have friends who work in the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, office and they, and they see him, they see his body language. Like he does not want to be there. Like urban Meyer like, is probably realizing he's made a massive mistake going to this team. Like, yeah, it sounded good on paper. He's returning to Florida. Um, I feel like urban Meyer is not taking it as serious as he should. Um, that's why I think he'll last one season and he'll go to USC. He was my pick to go to USC, too, because it, in his comments of Vic Fangio, and people made jokes about online, oh, you're playing Alabama's every week, and someone said, yeah, he expected that Purdue on his schedule in the NFL. Yeah. Like, yeah. It just shows Which, he's I mean, in over him. his head. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. It, He's no, in I, over yeah. his head. Yeah, and, and, the, and the fans here in Jacksonville, which where I live, uh, are getting sick of it. The players and the coaches are getting sick of it. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Look, it's going to be the same thing. Like Trevor's going to be probably he's going to finish out his his rookie contract and he's going to leave. Like, why would you stay here? No one, no quarterback has ever been successful here except. Uh, yeah, Gardner Minshew was 
for what the team was, he was pretty successful. What Jacksonville should have done, which is a hot take, and if anyone suggested this before the draft, they would have been laughed out of the room. Trade that number one overall pick for everything you can get. Put a team around Gardner Minshew, see what he does. I would have, before the Sean Watson shit came out, I said trade the number one pick for Deshaun Watson. Straight up. Number one pick for Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson for number one pick. Because you know what you're getting with Deshaun Watson as a player. And obviously this is well before any of the crap came out yeah. about him. Yeah, true. All right, well, I think I've taken up enough of your time tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for stopping in to the first ever edition of Tailgate in the Quad, the Darty. Everyone have a good night. Uh, I mean, the detour check us out. We're going to come out with another episode later in the week, so check that out. And get all your four college football news. We're kind of all over With some gold on my body, off my body, off colors, Rossi, I'm sloppy. I treat my luxury scraper like a Bugatti. Lottie, daddy, she like to party off Molly, but Cardi let her get naughty. A hottie up in the lobby, she stopped. She said, Fody Water. Will you about to be? I said, follow me, follow me, follow me, bitch, room 223. You got to pay me, you pay me no attention. That's how I be when you're born and raised in the V or the Cali Silicon Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.